0: In one place. We are.
1: Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hey,
0: everybody. It is Forbes Riley, and I want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm actually broadcasting live today from Dallas, Texas. I'm going to tell you that I don't think I have the same amount of energy that I normally have because I just got out of the hospital. Uh, it's been a tough couple of days, and if you've not followed me on Facebook, shame on you. Why are you not following me on Facebook? You would know this. Um, I did something, and today's show is going to focus a little bit on that. I'm going to have some friends call, and I actually opened the line up to anybody today who wants to call in and say hi post-Happy Halloween and post-Happy that Forbes is still here on this planet. Because i have actually lost a few friends to the same kind of stupidity that I fell victim to. And so what was going on with me? Well, I went through some very traumatic experiences, and I didn't stop. So it would be like having a car accident and not taking the time to repair the car, but saying, no, no, I just dented the fender. I can keep going. Well, I just smashed my windshield. I can keep going. Well, somebody just ran into the side of my door. Maybe my car door fell off, but I'm going to keep going. And I would assume, as I'm making this analogy up for my own self, that at some point the car might just stop or, in fact, run out of gas if you forgot to go to the gas tank. So let me share what it means to be, I think, a woman sometimes. I, you all watched as I went through Hurricane Irma. We literally were in the path of the hurricane. And for a good solid week before that, people were freaking out you know, getting water and getting supplies and figuring out the house was going to blow away. And I have a, a guest home on the water and the surges were supposed to be 15 feet and all the flood insurance. So for a week, we kind of worried about what might happen. That's always a bad thing. And that causes stress and cortisol in your body. Right. And then it did hit. And I had a mastermind at my house. I had 12 people in my home. And even though it didn't directly hit my house, the winds were so severe that it caused a electrical blackout for five days. Now, Again, I don't think I realized how stressful it is to come home and not have a hot shower, not be able to see where you're going to bed without lighting a candle or a flashlight, not having any electricity. So you have no blow dryer. You have no television. You have no refrigerator. You have no freezer. You have no food in your house. And I had 10 people at my home. We got through all this with a smile and we danced and we had a great time but I'm going to tell you that residually it's like having my car hit. So the, you know, the car door got dented or it fell off. Then, and I think I share this publicly, one of my uh, amazing students, for whatever reason, decided to end her own life. And people do that all the time. I've never been witness to it. I wish I had known how to stop it. I'm sure I internalized some, I I miss her. I'm so sad. I wish I could have stop that i would have given a lot to stop that i did not even see that coming she was not that close to me she was close to someone else that i worked with and it was a shock to everyone who loved her including her beautiful children and i feel very sad i mean i've lost people to accidents but never to their own hand before and that must be a sense of desperation and pain beyond what i can even imagine and it's also made me feel what it must be like to be a soldier when you come home from a horrible war why 22 soldiers commit suicide every day? They just don't feel like they fit in. People ask them how they're doing and they say fine, but they don't really mean it. And then the final one for me was being an eyewitness to the shooting in Las Vegas. And, you know, I am still dealing with that. In fact, if you're in Vegas this Sunday, there's a huge article that's coming up that I'm a part of about what it means to have been a part of witnessing that experience. So take all of that, and then I haven't stopped being on the road and giving speeches and doing what I was doing. And, and it's funny because I even noticed the signs. You notice the sign when the light goes on in your car, gasoline tank, where it says it's running low and you ignore it. And you have to honestly kind of play roulette at this moment. How long are you going to ignore it for? I have a hybrid so I could ignore it for a little bit. Am I going to get stuck? At what point? So I was doing that with my health. And I'm seriously taking this stuff for granted because I'm Wonder Woman. I saw the movie. That was my face, right? Yeah. Okay. Keep telling yourself that, Forbes Riley. So then I get to an event, and I noticed I was going to the bathroom a lot. And I had a doctor friend there, and he says, well, I think what's happening now is your cells are not absorbing enough water, and there's a condition for that. And I said, yeah, well, I'll get that fixed when. I'm on the road for the next two or three weeks. I'm not sure when when is going to happen, but it'll be fine. I'm just kind of hedging my bet on the gasoline light. And so that means I'm drinking lots of water. I'm still being conscious about that, but it's not absorbing it. So I'm ending up dehydrated. Then you get on an airplane, which dehydrates you even more. And then I got to an event here in Dallas, and I actually didn't eat. I started noticing I would order food, and I just wouldn't eat it. But I still, none, none of these were enough for me to go, hey, wait. The sign that really got to me was when the pain in my chest was so bad, and I was throwing up that my girlfriend said, I need to get you to a doctor. You look like you're dying. So shame on me. Uh, and maybe all of you who are listening today, this is a wake-up call for you or someone you love about the lengths that you're willing to go to before your body just gives out and you don't take the time for yourself. So at this moment, I would like to invite Taylor Thompson onto the phone call. She's waiting. She's here in Dallas with being the woman who actually saved my life, and I don't know how much she realizes that, but Taylor, are you
2: there? I'm, I'm right here, and um, I I don't... I... I certainly don't want to be taking the credit for saving your life. I know that there's higher powers than me. I just happened to be the vehicle um, and happen to be in the moment and when our paths collided that, that got you where you needed to be when you needed to be there. So I I, I appreciate you saying that, but I, I can't take any credit for that. Um, I really, <coughs> I mean, it, it, it's certainly eye-opening. It keeps it in front of your face just to watch you you know, go through what you experienced. And certainly as a woman, I can identify with it on many, many, many levels. So Taylor is a beautiful mom of how many girls? Four? Well, we have, uh, I have, between my husband and myself, we have six girls. So we have a very okay, deep well, deep deep life. Yeah. It is amazing. And here's the
0: crazy thing, guys. And know maybe this whole show is about letting God into your life. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy, too spiritual, too religious about all this. But there's an irony. So Taylor and I did not know each other four days ago. She was at an event. that I know. I mean, that's the crazy thing. And I'm still at her house, okay? But here's the crazy (laughs) thing about God and putting you on a path. And I know you can't take credit. You get to be the messenger in this case, because I certainly am too. That she was in a a, room of 200 people. And when I, I, I really instructed our audience to get up and ask questions in a certain way and participate in their own lives. And she got up. She's a beautiful woman. I started talking about how she wanted to run her e-commerce business, and it was all kind of technical, but I got a sense of from her, and I literally put out to when I, I just looked at her, I said, man, I would love to know her better. And sure enough, she came up to me after the end of the presentation and said, hey, can I treat you to breakfast? And, and, and now here's the irony, guys, that you need to understand about how God works. I interviewed her husband 20 years ago on an infomercial. He is a very, very well-known man, and you can tell him his name or not, Taylor, that's up to you. But he's a very well-known man in an industry that I work in that I've never seen since. But he has a direct influence on my life every day because I talk about network marketing and how you can make money at home. And, and he was at the forefront of all of this. I don't know that when I'm asking, when we're going to lunch, to breakfast with each other. I just know <laughs> she's a beautiful woman. And then sadly, I got sick at breakfast. Will you tell everybody what happened? Because I don't really remember.
2: Yeah, uh, sure. I'd be happy to. I mean, like... You know, I, I, I'm always a believer, especially whenever you're open to it, you, God always placed the right people at the right time and for divine appointments and divine moments. And, and I, I really, you know, whenever we started the conversation after picking you up from the, um, the hotel, whenever we started discussing all the people that we were, you know, that six degrees of separation, if you will. And, um, my husband, uh, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about him because he's Larry Thompson, the co-founder of the And what started the conversation more is because whenever I went to your Facebook profile and I said, Hey, you know, we know, we know a lot of the same people. And I'd mentioned one of them in particular, uh, that lives here in Dallas that runs his own company, very successful. And he, was he, like, he's a protege of my, of my husband. And you're we like, wow, who's your husband? And so that's what led the conversation to, to Larry and, uh, so and, and then we just became this like kindred spirit, like, oh my gosh, we have so many connections and so much things that are, that are connecting us and adjoining us together. But as we, we get to the breakfast and I just know like, I mean I'm very, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive. I've, I've been kind of placed in people's lives with my daughter, uh, certainly with Larry. I, I nursed him through battling chronic fatigue whenever we first, as I, I, I know the signs, I look in the eyes, I see it in the eyes, and I knew intuitively, like, okay, she's in trouble, and um, I knew you were in pain, I knew you are in trouble, and I knew that I had to try to do something, and that's whenever I connected with a, with a, a doctor of mine that's treated, that has been treating my daughter for Lyme's disease over the last year, and this lady is uh, very, uh, she's amazing. Uh, she's, uh, with what, she's a doctor that's really gone off the grid to, you know, save people's lives through, you know, holistic healing, and I call, I texted her um, assistant, and just ironically, she had just had a cancellation in that moment, and just a few moments before that I'd sent the text message, and so whenever we... I took you there and I got you there to Dr. Smith's office. <clears throat> you know, it was, you know, you were not seeing this, but I'm watching her face and, and, you know, you were in extreme amount of pain by that point, you know, and curled up. She, she was trying to really get you to a place to where you were relaxing and, 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 and being able to um, really have a conversation. Yeah. You know, as, you you know, as, as I'm
0: reliving all of this, I'm no, I don't know how much detail I want to share with my audience here because, Let's just yep. kind of cut to the chase through all the uh, IV and all the treatment and all the things the doctors did for me and all the trauma, because I think the bottom line, which was pretty scary, when she walked over and said to you that if I got on a plane, what might have
2: happened to me? Well, here's, I mean, and, and this is exactly where I was going with this, because <clears throat> she was looking at me and she said she has, she has an on a machine was checking there was literally no magnesium in your body. You know, uh, she was. She had measured it at a 1.6. That whenever people code. Is it a one point five? Whenever you have no—I mean, she was, she was putting magnesium drops under your tongue. She was putting magnesium on your on your feet. You know, the bottom of your feet are the most porous part of your body, the, the quickest way to absorb something in your body. She was rubbing that. She was doing anything and everything oh. to get magnesium to raise those. All I know in is your she, she
0: looked like she was terrified. You look like you were terrified, she, and I was so scared I couldn't handle it. I'm uh, to but I'm going to—I don't want to freak my audience out or anyone listening to this. Here's the point. I didn't get how sick I was and a friend of mine called me this morning and said hey you know what my friend was on his honeymoon and he just dropped dead and he was 48 years old so maybe there's a little universal wake up call so this segment of the show today is really and Taylor's also not only is she a new amazing friend of mine but she's also uh, a practical she's in physiology she's in nutrition and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we've been doing to heal this but perhaps and it's not like the universe doesn't tell me this. It's why I hung out with Jacqueline for eight years and, and studied juicing and studied Eastern medicine. Is that maybe I'm not putting all that I know to good use because most of us in this society wait until we get sick to start healing when, in fact, you never know on the grid how sick you really are. I was on stage the morning before I got that sick for two hours doing what Forbes rally does on stage and changing people's lives and being amazed the day before that I was in Vegas changing people's lives. I get it. But what I didn't realize if you're running on empty and I, this was no joke and it's not like I didn't notice it. I just didn't pay attention to it because I was so busy giving. So I want you to stop for a moment. If you're in that situation, if you're one of those people that loves to give to other people or help other people or ignore your own health, I need you to stop for a second and go, wait a second. When's the last time I checked in with my health meter, not my sick meter, not my nose is running or I'm, you know, really sick, but how healthy am I? Am I, you know, we talk a little bit about eating and working out, but are we taking enough nutrition, enough supplements, and really understanding what does it take for our blood to do its job on a daily basis, for our oxygen intake, for our mineral levels to be able to run the machine that is so magnificently our body? And I'm going to say most of us do not. So, Taylor, we've got about three minutes before we go to our first break. Can you give me some suggestions, some ideas. I know you're dealing with a daughter who's got Lyme disease who had to leave college. Again, we don't think yeah. about these things. What couple of nuggets can you give my audience right now to go, hey, you know what, let's get more healthful?
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you said, it, you said it right on the nose. Here's the thing. Most people err on the side of being on the corrective. Most people aren't thinking in the preventative mode. They don't. They're not. They're not thinking about their health until something goes awry, and so from 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 my perspective, even if you feel good, even if you don't, you think that the the the, the meter's running and the the oil light hasn't come on. In your analogy here, doesn't mean something is not going awry, and so you've got to take every. You've got to make sure that your body is lined up, meaning that you've got to be eating right that means that means a minimum of three times a day your your, your microbes your macros you've got to be making sure that you're moving your body and getting oxygen how do you kill how do you kill microbes and parasites in your body they can't live in an oxidative state so you have to give oxygen to your body those are little simple things that we do that we take for granted and we don't realize the impact that they have i mean just movement in the body and moving the the lymph in your uh Doing a little rebounding, doing a little jumping. It just takes, it just takes a conscious effort and it has to be intentional. You can't let the day go by without doing something positive yourself because you can't serve other people if you're not serving yourself. So those things need to take, you gotta take those things in consideration on a regular basis. And if you're not gonna do it, nobody's gonna do it for you. I mean, I know you wanna, I know, I, I, I don't know what the, how long we need to go to, for a break, but these kind of things right here, we are—we become our own worst enemy because we start focusing on the—we start focusing on other people, we start focusing on what our schedule is, and we are not inclined to do what we need to do in this very moment. Put a calendar, you know. Put put a. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a smartphone. Put a put an alarm on your on your phone where you are. Have I drank enough water today? Have I moved my body? You have to be intentional with your things. You have 24 hours in the day, and it's already taken up with something. But you have to intentionally put these things into your schedule because it's what you do today. What you, you know, it's it's just the old analogy. You know, what you what you reap is what you're gonna is what you sow is what you're gonna reap. And if you're not, I totally reap got of
0: Your it. health. If, you know what? We, we are not, heading off to break. Taylor, I, I love you. I love you so much. I'm forever grateful, as are my friends and my family. Um, we're going to go off to a quick little break when we come back because this show is got to know about me, <laughs> about being happy and healthy. Uh, my dear friend, John Homa, who I'm excited for you to meet, is going to come on. Uh, he hangs out with some pretty A-list celebrities. He's going to just shed a little bit. We've been old, old friends, and I finally got him on the show. So, Taylor, thank you very much. That's all I can say. God bless you and your family. Uh, you are a godsend. That's all I, I, don't even know, I don't even have words for you right now.
2: Well, blessings, dear. Blessings. I'm so glad that God intersected our paths.
0: And so for everybody listening to Forbes Factor, we talk about health, wealth, and happiness. And I've got to tell you, this week has been a definition for me that what I preach, what I teach, what I need to learn is all about the Forbes Factor because you can't enjoy one without the other. We're going off to some of my favorite sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're not going to want to miss this next segment. Don't go away.
1: listening to The Forbes Factor, to call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
0: Hey everybody and welcome back. Now this is not about being a depressing show. Trust me, I am here the depressing part would have been if I wasn't here this week and not here anymore. So we're focusing on our health, our wealth, and our happiness. I always do that. You know, one of the things, though, that seems to be happening in my life is that people are coming back full circle. I don't know why. I don't know why Larry Thompson, a man that I met 20 years ago, I'm sitting in his office today, and I've not talked to him in 20 years. I've got a couple minutes with one of my dearest old friends who just popped back into my life after probably about 20, 25 years. Please welcome the acting coach. To the stars, the A-list celebrities, and an old old friend of mine, Mr. John Homa. How are you, baby?
4: Hi, (laughs) you are amazing. You seriously? Tell me why I'm amazing. Tell me, come on. (laughs) And I'm so happy that you know, like things do come full tilt around. It's really cool.
0: So I don't even know if I should tell people how we met, but uh, (laughs) because it's kind of a crazy story.
4: (laughs) We we might wait on that one. (laughs)
0: It's okay. All right, well, you know what? I will wait on that one because that's part of the book. I will tell you that I started a company many, many, many years ago, and you and I met in probably one of the most – if you were making a movie, that would have been the moment, right?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, I don't want to divulge too much. It's funny. I was talking to um, – you you mentioned your book, and uh, there's an actor, I mean, he's been in – like, every single movie known, especially any, uh, you know, mobbed-up movie. His name's Mike Starr. Uh, guys I love Mike. boy, you love Mike?
0: I love Mike. Mike and I are old friends. Did you know that?
4: Are you? Oh, I wish I would have known that, because I was hanging out with him uh, the other night. We were watching the Dodger game, and um, I didn't know that you had a connection to Mike. Mike, but like I said, Mike, forget, you know, six degrees of separation. It's like usually two, and uh, he's an amazing guy. Uh, by talking about, because I said, "Look, you, we're we're planning on doing some things with me. I would love to have Kirsten Dunst uh, interview me, not me interview them, but have have those guys interview interview me." But I said something to Mike about interviewing him. And he said, "I got to hold on everything because I, you know, because of a book uh, potential, and doesn't want to give it all up. See, and you, sh- you shouldn't. So I uh, I agree with you, holding back on this one, but it's going to be a great reveal."
0: Yes, I, I gotta tell you Thank now you. by the way so for people listening you just dropped two names by the way I was watching The Bodyguard a couple of nights ago and it reminded me I hadn't seen Mike in years
4: oh yeah so that's have, right we were just talking about that you have but totally got straight. to call
0: him and say that I said hi but you're dropping names I like So let real quick I've got about five minutes with you because you're literally just a pop in okay. I know you've got a meeting to go to but you right. went from being an actor you were an actor when I met you in New York and right. then you became this acting coach to the stars Tell me some insight. When you hang out with massive celebrities, what is a trait, what is a commonality that you can give to my audience that makes people get to that superstardom level?
4: Yeah, I think it's... A, uh, uh, last night, I went to a um, um, Halloween party. Uh, my girlfriend and myself went to a Halloween party at uh, Leanne Rimes. <clears> there's <throat> another name, and her husband, Eddie. And there's definitely a factor. I mean, there's a there's a sense of self. I mean, I met Lee when she was... 15. I've known Eddie a long, 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 long time also. But you meet someone like a Brie Larson, uh, Michelle Williams. There's something about them that just sets them apart from everybody else. There is a certain survival. In fact, uh, Leanne and I talked about that last night. You know, survival is a trait. And you just see it. I am going to survive no matter what. I'm going to overcome no matter what. Um, I will. Vanessa Marcell. I talked to her on uh, the Center General Hospital years ago because she said uh, something about, you know, you just you stare at me. I said, I stare at you because I, I seriously, you have no real skill set, but you find oh. a way to survive. Yeah, she got pissed off at that. Uh, sorry. Uh, but no, she got, but we ended up being best, best, best friends after because finally someone told her the truth. And you know what? She worked really, really hard and she developed a skill set. But she was a massive daytime star. Uh, but you get the likes of a Kirsten Dunst. I saw her the second she walked into my studio when she was seven years old. And she just bounced. And you looked at her and you went, oh, boy, thank you. Whoever sent you to me, thank you. And um, and I do believe in that, that we were meant to be, you know. And at seven, it took a couple years. But finally, you know, you just saw it. I remember walking her up an alleyway and just letting her go at Warner Hollywood. And she was probably your fourth call back for interview with the vampire. And I just watched this little girl, maybe nine or 10, then with this ponytail, you know, bouncing in the back and she just went up there and it was amazing because it's this quality of, I think when the lights go on, so do they. And I've done a lot of really talented people, very talented, but unfortunately when the lights go on, they dim and I could hear it and see it in you always. You know, I I refuse to lose, is what it is, you know, myself. I said, you could put me down in front of a couple thousand people right now. And I'll, you know, I just do what I do on my head without, you know, looking at a note. But I love it there. And you can see the people mm-hmm. truly love it there. I said, my son's a pro golfer, and you could see it from the time he was little that, uh, he, I mean, he's having a rough year this year, but he won the Pac 12, he won the NCAA individual. And he just tended to shine at the right moment, you know, when when the the lights went on, so did he. You know, uh, my daughter, I love. Uh, she's she's far. She's still looking for her light, but um, yeah, that that what I, is what I think is a commonality. You know, Lee, I I walked by a TV set and I saw this little girl. I didn't really know who she was then. I was not in the country and all that stuff. I wasn't hip to you know Star Search and that. You know, when she was on with that McMahon years ago. Um, but I walked by a TV and I saw her sing. And I think it was blue that, that put her on the map. And I was like, oh my God, I would love to work with this kid. And about a month and a half later, she walked in my studio. Mm. It was really mm. like fate. It was just incredible. And she walked in and I saw her, I saw who it was. And I just said, sit down, you're late. And she was like, oh, and just sat down. She said, she was a death of me from the beginning, but now we're like the best of friends. But, She's another one. And she's done a lot of movies that people don't know about. Rick Martin. Oh my God, Ricky. Cause I just spent a lot of time with him on American crime. Uh, Ryan Murphy, who's a, just a, a brilliant genius to be redundant, but Ricky, you know, found his way. We worked together 20 years ago on uh, general hospital. A lot of people don't know that he was an actor there, but when he went off there, we did a movie in Florida. In fact, we were down in uh, Tampa, St. Pete and, um, we did a movie with Zalman King. Oh, my God. That's, that's I don't know where I even pulled that from. But then Ricky went off to do Les Mis on Broadway. And then, of, well, of course, the whole Madonna thing happened. And he found his niche. He found where he was supposed to be, and that was on live stage. He did a Vita. I just saw his um, Vegas show uh two months ago. It, it was probably the best show I've ever seen in Vegas. It was just amazing and he's another one he is the kindest gentlest nicest human being um uh, i know really i mean he's just such a sweet guy he's a loving you know father and but man when those lights go on ricky goes on so i think that's probably you know i think a good catchphrase anyway i'll i'll own it you do no no i i you know what
0: guys i i'm loving it keep going
4: um no, I so said, in fact, we're trying to, co- um, you know, I'm going to pump my own thing. We're coming into Miami uh, first week in December is our, you know, our target date, we, location to be announced. Uh, but we're doing a three-day workshop in Miami, and I'm hoping to give a lot of the money uh, to uh, Puerto Rican Relief, you know, from Maria. I mean, he had a horrible time of everything. I mean, he didn't talk to his uh, family. He couldn't find his brother's sister for weeks just because wow. of, well, communication. But Ricky Martin is just an amazing guy. Like I said, you know, as an actor, um, in the beginning it was very, very rough. He, he couldn't find his butt with two hands in his back pocket. But there was something about him, and you just saw it, because you just didn't shy away from it. Um, Evan Rachel Wood, I met her when she was six. Uh, Brie Larson, you know, she, she'll tell this uh, herself. She came to me, she had money problems, and I coached her off and on from when she was a kid. But at one point she came, and you can find this, uh, I think it's going to be on my website at some point. We're uh, pulling up the uh, the link to it now. But she talked to Vanity Fair, and she talked about me saying, look, this guy hugged me and said, don't ever let money stand in your way. You know, we'll figure a way. And I ended up having her come in and teach my kids' class with me. And it was after that. You could always see this quality, though. You could see this intelligence. And I've always said, give me brains, I'll find talent. You know, talent without brains is useless. But give me brains, I will find talent. And, you know, if you can find brains and talent, baby, then then we're on the way. But, you know, brains are a big deal. Uh, and we and learned a lot. And she's... The trip, and one an Oscar. You know, so getting, for
0: people who are not necessarily people who are not really kind of clicking, re won best Oscar, best, <laughs> best actress in the room
5: uh, last yeah,
0: right. year. And, you know, that's pretty amazing. You coach, you're not just a coach, you coach an Oscar-winning performance out of somebody. Yeah. So you know what? I'm unfortunately: I, I know, I know. All right, so here's the deal. My phone's all lit up here. I've got hundreds of people who want to know more about you, about what you do. I only wanted that one little quote today. I'm going to bring you back. Is that okay, John, on another show?
4: Yes, ma'am, you because are. I'll tell you, you what. Back. I can
0: help promote... What you're doing brings amazing people to your event in Miami. But right now, the thing that I just got, and I'm going to hold on to, and thank you, John, is that winners survive. You know, that is part yep. of, this is not a really short game. The game of life is a long one. You're going to hit road bumps. You're going to go up one. and down. Yeah. And those yep. of us, and you and I are still in this, are people yep. who are in it yep. to win it for a lifetime.
4: Yeah, baby, That's it. And We were talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, too, that I caught from the first uh, you know, part of your show. I would love to talk to you about it.
0: Well, okay. I am on next week live and maybe I just re- rebook it so that it's about you because I'm listening to you. I'm loving you. I am. And I'm here. I got to tell you, I am feeling damn grateful to be alive right now. And you and I go back a long way. So I'm in it to win well, it and yeah. I'm not giving up. So I love you. All right. I love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye baby. All right guys, before I don't want to lose her either. I've got a woman named Sharon Bernstein on the phone who is, Number one, a phenomenal speaker, teacher, leader, coach, but she is in fact the woman who at this moment is giving me grace because I'm not flying to her event today. That is where I'm supposed to be with her people. And Sharon, are you on the line? I am on the line, Forbes. How are you, most importantly? Baby girl, I know I talked to you a little bit. I am mustering all the energy I have to sit in this amazing office inspired by Larry Thompson, the guy who created Herbalife, who I did not know four days ago. I feel so blessed and hugged by the universe, and, and I'm excited that you're on. I'm, you know, I would have given so much to be at your summit. I want you to tell people about your summit, what you're up to, because you're
5: a fantastic human being. Well, thank you, Forbes. First of all, thank you for having me on your show. I adore you. I adore your show, and you've got great listeners, but Leadership Summit is getting underway tomorrow, and... All the speakers are arriving. It's very, very exciting. And for this one, we are going to be in New York State's capital city, Albany. And it's a great group of people, and we are you are so going to be so missed tomorrow, for it. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. In, in an effort, one of my mentors said, if you can be in two places
5: at once, we're going to try our very hard
0: using technology, like I'm on the radio right now if I can zoom in and actually still be there and not have to get on an airplane, like my doctor said, I can't, uh, maybe we can make magic happen.
5: Absolutely. We've already got, uh, we're trying to work that out with the, uh, our avian tech team. And we are, you know, I think you and I both work with the same operative word of how do we make it happen?
0: That is what this whole show has been about today. It's how do you survive? How do you keep going? Where do you pull your magic from? When you talk about leadership, what do you tell people?
5: Well, I think your leadership is inside, outside, top to bottom, uh, and it's all around. I mean, you've got leadership and leadership image. I think those are two big things, Forbes, that people really don't give enough time to really take a look at because leadership is what you do, and your leadership image is really who you are, and yet... Eighty-five percent or more people don't really understand their leadership image yet. It accounts for about eighty-five percent of your effectiveness as a leader. So, really helping people to understand what their leadership image is uh, and building them up, and uh, you know, with uh, all the elements of that, really, and then and then building up their leadership from A to Z. You know, How do you describe it's easy the war leadership? Do and it's fun.
0: How do you describe the word leadership? If somebody doesn't feel like a leader, what would you
5: tell them? Well, the first element of being a good, uh, of, of, of any great leader is, first of all, you have to believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, Forbes, nobody's going to believe in you. So that's number one. You have to believe in yourself. And the other is having confidence. It's simple as the ABCs. Always be confident. Because you need to be. If you need, if you, it's like kids. Kids can always tell when somebody is lying or doesn't believe in themselves, and everybody gets ignored. So you have to believe in who you are. It's the number one reason. What's the number one reason people are not effective leaders? They don't believe in themselves or their product.
0: So quick question so those are for two, you: it's very What if you well? Like but have a second. Elementary. If you're someone- in But if you're someone who doesn't... I have people walk up to me all the time going, how do I get more confident? What do you say to them?
5: Well, it's working to believe in yourself. It's the law of attraction. I mean, you can even do nice exercises as simple as even starting in the mirror and talking to yourself and believing in yourself. I believe in me. Uh, I am great. I am wonderful. Just personal self affirmations will help, but baby steps to success. It's not always... The biggest step that you take, but it's to try and take a step every day, keep going forward or uh, and up the ladder and building yourself up. You know, it doesn't, you know, sometimes people can make big strides, but success is long term. Success shouldn't be built for the short term.
0: See, that's a very interesting, and I think that's what one of the themes of this is today, that we're kind of in it to win it and in it for the long term. We've all been doing all this, and nobody gets, I don't know what overnight success is. I, I, have you ever heard of an overnight success that didn't take 20 years? Not,
5: not, nothing that really sustains. You know, and the frightening thing is I always love to ask this one question. I ask lots of, I love to ask questions. So do you. But I always ask a question when I'm speaking is, have you ever worked for an ineffective leader? or known someone who has, and of course, literally every hand. and the audience goes up. Okay. And, you know, statistics have shown us, Forbes, that 37%, I study a lot of this, and 37% of the people who lead, have left their jobs over the past three years have left their jobs because they thought that the person was, who was leading them, that they, they worked for an ineffective leader. Hmm. Interesting turnover. That's over a third of our workforce. So part of what you do in your life mission is to teach leaders to be more effective. Yes, absolutely. We teach leaders to be uh, more effective, and I do it. You know, we do it globally. We build people up into being more successful. And another thing is, you know, you you're a mother as well, uh, Forbes. But another question I love to ask is. Who here was given great leadership skills as a child? And I'll tell you, as much as everybody shoots up their hands up for ineffective leaders, if I get 5 out of 500, that's a lot. Now, that is Whoa. a frightening statistic. Now, I, you know, I grew up, I'm, you know, a little more seasoned. Our daughter is 28 and whatnot, but I certainly I, I didn't grow up with great leadership skills. Hey, hey, baby, I've perfect. actually, hang on one quick second. I've got
0: 30 seconds to a break. Now, I know that you're going to go pick up an amazing man. Have you gotten him yet
5: at the airport? No, his flight is not in. He is the wish man, absolutely. All right, well, so hang on. So Thanks. I've
0: got to go to a break. Do you want to come back and join me right after this break? Do you have time? Yes, I do. His flight's not All right, right. so everybody, uh, we've got a very special guest. Even if we don't get him on the air at the moment, Sharon's going to pick up one of our dear friends Uh, the gentleman who started the global sensation called Make-A-Wish that gives children these beautiful wishes when they've got terminal illnesses. He's such a gift to the universe. He's just made a movie. We may not get to meet him right now, but Sharon and I are both friends of his. So, guys, you're listening to a very, very emotional, very powerful, and very important Forbes tracker to me. I'm going to send you off to my sponsors. Please come back for this last segment. Don't go away. You're going to miss the best because that's still yet to come.
3: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at Keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and Freshly delivers to my home and my office, so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout. Try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com.
1: Listening To the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're just tuning in, I am live, actually, very grateful to be live here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, You know, I know a lot of people plan their shows very scripted to the minute they know their guests. I don't tend to do that. I I am much more free-spirited. I may get a little more organized. I reach out to my producers and go, you have to stick to a schedule. But I, at the moment, love this concept of leap and the net will appear. So today I am broadcasting. I'm sitting in Larry Thompson's office. I'm actually looking around a man who started an entire industry. He didn't start a business. He's not actually even in the house. He's, hey, he's actually I'm with his wife and daughter. How you, Frank? Good to see I've got Forbes Riley on the phone. Oh, hang on. Oh, I'll actually, I guess Frank's been picked up, so hang on. Just mute Sharon for a second. And I'm sitting here, here. in his office. I'm looking at pictures. This is a man who started life. He started a oh, concept of network. a live
5: interview with you right now. If you hey, guys, see. I can hear Sharon. I don't know if my audience can, I can hear. Can uh, wanna... yeah. you hear them? Do you want to do one? Hold on, Forbes. I'm going to put Frank on the phone. He's just right here. Well, I, that's okay, because I can hear
0: you guys. Eric, can you hear this too? Okay. Um, so we're going to be joined by an amazing man in just a second, but I'm sitting here actually going through Larry's desk, and I found this book called The Excerpts, Treasury of Quotes from Jim Rowe, and I'm going to read one. I'm going to share something with you. I don't know this man, right? I really don't. I met him 20 years ago once, but he has success all over his office. When you walk into his office and sitting here on his desk, there's not a lot of things, but he has a book of quotes. So he reads quotes, obviously, like I tell you guys to all the time. One of them is, I found it easier to get rich than I did find it to make excuses. I found it easier to get rich than to make excuses. How amazing. Hmm. Here's another one that's just sitting on his desk. Success is not so much what we have as it is what we are. You know... I go to people's desks that are not nearly as successful, and I see papers lying around. I see disorganization. I see things that keep them from being successful. And the only person in the the room who keeps them from being successful is themselves. Kind of crazy. All right. So I hear Sharon in the background, Sharon Bernstein, who's got a leadership summit that I am sadly not able to fly to. My doctor said I cannot fly for the next couple of days. I can't get on an airplane because they're afraid if I did, I might not survive getting off. Okay. So, Sharon, do you want to tell me a hi and tell me who's sitting in the car with you?
6: Hey, Forbes, this is Frank Shankowitz.
0: Oh, my God. Mr. Frank Shankowitz, can you believe that I'm not going to be there to give you a hug?
6: I just learned that, yes. And I missed wow, the hug Utah, too. <laughs>
0: well, and I, I found out that you two were also in the hospital not long ago. So, do me a favor. Will you tell everyone... Who you are?
6: Well, I'm uh, probably best known as the uh, creator and a founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation.
0: And how did that come to be?
6: Well, we'll just do a real condensed version. Um, In 1980, I was a motorcycle officer with the Arizona Highway Patrol, and we were introduced to a little seven-year-old boy with terminal, unfortunately, terminal leukemia, And his heroes were Ponch and John from a former television show called Chips, which was the adventures of two California Highway Patrol motorcycle officers. And he told his mom, I wish I could be a motorcycle officer when I grow up. His family contacted the Arizona Highway Patrol. And is there anything you could do with this little boy? Can you can he meet one of the patrolmen? And uh, they put the wheels in motion and within days, Chris was flown to our headquarters building in Phoenix from his hospital, uh, where I met him for the first time. And his day went on to become the first and only honorary Highway Patrol motorcycle officer in the history of the Highway Patrol. Now, that's 37 years ago, complete with a custom-made uniform, his own badge, his own certificate, but most important, his motorcycle wings, making him a Highway Patrol officer. And unfortunately, Chris passed away a couple of days later, and my commander said, we have lost a fellow officer. Will you go back and give him a full police funeral in Kewanee, Illinois, which we did. But coming home, Forbes, I just started thinking, here's the boy, you had a wish, and we made it happen. Why can't we do that for other children? And that's when the idea of the Make-A-Wish Foundation was born. It is
0: so... Blessed. I've had a chance to raise money for the organization long before I met you, and it's priceless. It's just amazing what you do, and the best part is you have now made a movie. You guys just wrapped about two weeks ago called Wishman. Man. You made a movie about this so the whole world can get the message and get on board, correct?
6: Yeah, and that was pretty exciting. It's uh, I was the consulting producer and the technical advisor, and we filmed it all in northern Arizona. We had... 27 full working days, long working days, I might add, but um, a great cast, a great crew. It's a feature motion picture. Uh, they hope to have it released in May of next year. Now, I
0: need to hear, so we've actually heard from a very famous acting coach friend of mine. We've heard from a woman who helped save my life. This didn't just happen overnight. See, Make-A-Wish is made Millions It raised millions for people. It's helped hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. But it wasn't that easy to get a movie made, was it?
6: Well, no. And uh, a personal friend of both years of mine, Greg Reed, was a producer and uh, Mark Gold executive producer. And it took us from inception about four and a half years to uh, hammer out the screenplay. That was the biggest thing because I got skipped approval and they went a little far away on some of the things. Well, we finally got it all together, and then, of course, to hire the actors, the crew, uh, locations, it took me two years just to get the locations all settled, and um, they normally don't film in Arizona anymore, but because we had so many great contacts, they saved them literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to film in Arizona, and like you said, we completed that uh, just a couple weeks ago.
0: So you guys need to understand, it took them what the commitment was. Remember that whole thing that John Homer talked about, in it to win it. You know a star is somebody who's in it for the long term. Because some people just kind of make a flash and burn out or have an idea. Frank stuck with this. He started making a wish. It was 37 years ago the idea came about. The movie is just coming out now, even though it's a great idea. So to all my friends and family and fans who say, wow, it's just not happening fast enough. You know, I have a little analogy because I was pregnant with twins and the funny thing is the first couple of weeks you don't feel anything you don't see anything maybe a month or two goes by a little bit of sickness but you're like I don't really get this when's the baby due when's the baby well you don't yell at the baby to be due any sooner than the nine months it's going to take to make that baby do you by the way it was two babies right. Right. and then there were some days where it didn't feel like it was going right and very nervous you take these tests but you can't rush the due date you can't say oh my god I'm done with this I'm four months in I don't want to do this anymore no you're kind of in it for the duration, and it's. It's a little easier when you know it's a baby because you can pretty much predict the timeline. But you never know it's going to be healthy. You never know what's going to happen, and there's all this anxiety. So it took you four years to get your dream come true, and it's going to take another, you know, eight nine months for the world to see it. Oh my gosh! But you stuck with it. Well, and, and if, my friend, for all. If you remember,
6: if you remember, Greg Reed's uh, term called stickability, Don't give up on your goal.
0: That really is the theme for today because there's too many reasons it's too easy to give up. But those of us and you and I are in the same situation, along with Sharon and some other amazing people that I get to know and hang on to, who have not only chosen to do it but to continue to do it, and even when we're down. So I've been sick the last couple of days. I can't fly. I push my limits too far. And I, I think you might know something about that.
6: Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's this happened to you, my friend?
6: Well, I've got some heart issues going on, and plus I had a compound fracture of my leg, which uh, is still healing. So it's a little difficult to walk, but we're taking care of that. I've got a top uh, cardiologist in Newport Beach that's going to correct everything for me. Cause we have well, a- and, and I believe
0: in you. Yes.
6: He-, he said you got a lot to do yet, so Okay. <laughs>
0: well, And that is the truth And I've got a beautiful photograph of you and me And a photograph of you, me and the actor Playing you in the movie I will post that to my Facebook page uh, I will make that as public as I can And promote your film and all that you're doing And, and I love that you jumped on the film This was rather unexpected uh, And we got to give it over to Sharon For making all of that happen, yes?
6: Oh yes, definitely And we're, you're here in spirit
0: Well, you know I am, brother I, I've never missed a date in my whole life This is kind of shocking to me
6: Okay, Forbes. Well, was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, do you want me to thank get you, the my darling Sharon?
0: Yes, I do. I want to wrap it up with my girl. Thank you so much, baby. Have a wonderful okay. time up in Albany,
6: and bless you. Pleasure talking to you, Forbes.
0: Hey there, Miss Forbes. So, Miss, so Miss Sharon, how amazing! What, what did we just get to do? We just created a little bit of a miracle. We just got to share Frank's story with all my radio audience. It might not have
5: happened, you know. Absolutely. So it's all great, and we will be looking to Zoom you in tomorrow, ma'am.
0: Well, thank you. And everyone who is in the Albany area, if you're within uh, a certain area near Albany, you might want to check out this event. It's for two days. I'm going to post all the information on my Facebook and through my Voice America channel. But why don't you just tell everybody, i got about a minute left, tell everybody what's going on, who are the kind of speakers, and what could they get out of your summit.
5: Okay. Leadership Summit America is taking place tomorrow. It is in Albany, New York, which is New York State's capital city. We do have people coming from 10 uh, states and 30 industries, but if you are looking to grow and propel your leadership and become more effective, effective leader that you want to be as a leader of your dreams, this is the place to be. The speakers are amazing. People like Forbes Riley, who will be Zooming in. Frank Shankwitz. We have Jeff Hawson, who is a co-founder of Priceline and the concept of kiosks if you're checking into an airport and was Obama's uh, advisor for uh, entrepreneurship. We have Lynette Louise who is a neurotherapist and we also have the wonderful uh, Marilyn Sui and Amy Jordan. So it's an incredible group that you can go on to www.sharonburstein, B-U-R-S-T-E-I-N dot com and look at Leadership Summit America and we would love to have you join us. Well, I want to honor
0: you and thank you for being so understanding, so gracious, so amazing. I'm a huge fan of yours and what you put together. And we will do this again in person. I promise that. Uh, but Absolutely. get back like, to the
5: airport and me to the hotel
0: safe. It. Deal. I love you, baby. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
5: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: All right, my friends
5: and family and
0: fans, uh, I got about a minute left. And I want to say thank you. You know, there's very few times in life where you get to be uh, humbled it's not always the most comfortable spot to be in life, but it's probably the most fruitful. It's where you grow from. It's where you get on your knees. and You say, thank God for this day, for, um, for people who love you, for your health. And I'm going to start to cry because it's been a long couple of days. I am, in fact, going to leave here today and uh, go talk to somebody about some of the emotional stuff that I've had to deal with because I don't honestly believe that I gave myself a break. I don't know that I gave myself time to mourn, to mourn, to heal. I guess I didn't think I needed it, but I'll tell you what, my little dented car that's got a broken windshield and maybe a little flat tire and no gas is being put into the shop right here in Dallas, Texas. I'm getting fueled with quality fuel. I'm taking my vitamins. I'm drinking my shakes. I'm getting loved by some amazing people. I'm going to go get a little massage, get my dents taken out of my, my car and really just put it back. I know I've got people who love me. And as Frank said, there is more for me to do on this planet, so I have no intention of leaving just yet. So to that end, I'm going to invite you as we grow the Forbes Factor family. It has reached hundreds of thousands of people. I'd like to reach millions, but I need your help. So share this broadcast with somebody that you love. We're available on iTunes. We're on Facebook. You'll find pictures. But tune in every week Wednesday right here. Uh, We are live. We do replay. But I'll tell you what, you have a chance to call in. You have a chance to ask questions, make new connections, and truly build your network which is your net worth. That's what we do here on Forbes Factor. It's health, wealth, and happiness from my heart to yours. I'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.